good movie. Yeah, it's a tear jerker. <laughs> it reminds, <laughs> reminds you of like like gumball machines and like wow. That? Yeah. And yeah. it was right when we moved. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. See, I was at Pitt at the time. <sighs> references. References, references. <laughs> hey, it's a reference mom gets. <laughs> a little bit. What yeah. my mind can remember. Hi, welcome to Community Roots, a place where we gather in community to talk about mental health so we can travel the journey of life together. I'm Samuel Richards. I'm Julie Richards. I'm Lisa Gilchrist. And I know that this is an audio medium, but if you could see the microphone setup that we have here, we have one that's precarious, one that's just <laughs> jutting up in the... I'm sitting on one. <laughs> anyway, so we were going to kind of continue this talk about trauma. Everybody deals with trauma, so we're going to do an in-depth dive into it. And so we're going to continue this discussion today, kind of how to deal with trauma. So today, I'm excited to be talking about more of resiliency, actually, the mm. flip side of all these adverse experiences that we have. I saw a quote on Twitter that said, people mean well, but I wish they'd stop telling me that my trauma made me who I am today. My resilience did that. I won't ever credit who and what tried to break me. All credit belongs to my ability to remove pieces that never should have been and finding ways to rebuild. And that was at Jessica Unlee who posted that. I thought that was such a, a great uh, concept for us to hold on to today as we're thinking about um, how trauma has impacted us, but even more so how resiliency can change our lives. I really like that perspective on things. I think it's <clears throat> kind of a good end to this series arc. You, We've had two episodes of uh, Charles Roberts. We've also had another episode that we've done on Community Roots. So I feel like this idea of resiliency and how to get through this trauma is really important. And I'm really excited for what we'll talk about. Hearing that and, and feeling that settle and say, wow, I, can, I resonate with that too. So that we're not defined by our traumas, but we're actually um, who we are today is because we're resilient and all that we put into, a, into the healing journey. Right. And we can grow and we can be strengthened and we'll kind of explore today what those options are, how to go about it a little bit, and knowing that we have people in community to connect to and be able to f have access to that. And one of the things that um, we wanted to clarify from before that we talked about, when you are outside your w window of tolerance and things are really overwhelming, we can go through that cycle in our nervous system multiple times every day. Um, every week we're in and out of our sympathetic nervous system, our parasympathetic nervous system. And that doesn't mean we're in constant trauma. Um, so when we're going through things that are really difficult for us, it can be a season of something difficult. It could be unemployment. It could be um, transitions and change. It can be the way that we're treated, things that happen in society, things that are traumatic to us. Um, it's when we are in a continual state of overwhelm um, that we need to really be paying attention to how we can be taking care of ourselves. Yeah, so to kind of map out a root of our conversation, so to speak. We should have a... We need the music. We need Dodge in here to give us a little percussion. I can hear it. Yeah, I can hear it. 
Um, anyway, so uh, to give a kind of a route for what we're going to go through, um, Mom wanted to talk about ACEs, that ACEs test that Charles Roberts talked about, the adverse childhood experience. Um, we are going to dive into resiliency, how to get through that trauma and what to do and be resilient. And then near the end, we'll wrap it up with some um, post-traumatic growth and how to move on from that. And then that'll be a series wrap on trauma and mm-hmm. we'll never have to deal with trauma ever again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll always circle you back wish. in. <laughs> there's going to be more layers to keep yeah, on. Yeah, star these episodes. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah, there's always more to unpack yeah. with it. Yeah. But adverse childhood experiences uh, that Charles Roberts had referenced is an incredible study that has really transformed the medical field. Instead of just looking at physical symptoms, that they are caused by organic failure or something of just medical in nature, they started to look at the roots of what were the childhood experiences that these various individuals had that set them up for later disease and infection and inflammation and things that were affecting them physically. So the ACEs is a series of 10 questions that are asked just with a yes or no answer, and they cover such topics as physical, emotional, or sexual abuse, um, physical or emotional neglect, mental illness, suicide attempt, substance abuse, divorce, abandonment, incarceration, or if their mother was treated violently. Some sample questions from the, the questionnaire. Uh, while you were growing up, during your first 18 years of life, um, looking at did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, humiliate you, act in a way that made you afraid of, uh, that you might actually be physically hurt? Um, another possible question looking at did a parent or other adult in the household often push, grab, slap, throw something at you? Um, ever hit you so hard that there were marks or there was injury. Um, and another question pulling from the survey, did you often feel that uh, no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special or your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other or support each other? Just some brief examples of getting a well-rounded look at what was childhood like for you. So I think it's it's um, some very c- overt things that that covers things that are very obvious that would be abusive or things that some more severe households may have experienced. But what's missing in the ACEs study that I think is so important are the covert things, the things that. Um, neglect of what we didn't get that we needed or things that were more subtle but maybe more pervasive Um, things like being bullied or ridiculed having harsh or unfair criticism um, having control or manipulation by others any kind of unexpected death or loss experiencing rejection belittling shaming Inconsistent responses from caregivers, um, enmeshment, uh, boundaryless relationships, any serious injuries or illness, witnessing violence, 
um, invalidation or lack of empathy from a caregiver specifically, but even from those who are supposed to be a support for us and acts of racism. You talked about isms mm. with Charles Roberts as well. So there's, there's so many things that can be impacting us in ways that cause trauma that we need to be paying attention to so that we can have more of a healing environment so that we can be more resilient. So just so I understand this test better, is it a score-based test? Is it, does it add up to a certain level? So it's 10 questions that are yes or no answers. So they want to know how many yeses did you have? So if you had one or two, there's actually a high chance that you probably have even four or more. The higher your score, the more uh, medical issues you're likely to have Mm. because of the cortisol and stress hormones that are released in our body and our nervous system cause inflammation and later disease. Things like um, diabetes, obesity, heart failure, um, fibromyalgia, all kinds of different medical complications that can happen actually because of the environment that we were raised in. Yeah, I've actually, um, just some people I've worked with and hearing some of their kind of their parents' stories and recognizing this, the medical stuff is really coming out in their later years and really um, being able to acknowledge and say, you know, it came from from the environment um, and it just wasn't seen. It was really some of that hidden, I think. Last time we talked a little bit about what makes it easy to share a story, what makes it really difficult to share a story um, from that trauma. And I think I just said briefly, like there were moments or things that happened in my life that it was like, I don't I don't have a need to share the story. I don't know how this is going to turn out. So I, I just won't share it. And it's it's heartbreaking. But looking at our responses, our own responses, and how we have to figure out how to navigate such adversity in split moments. So it's it's really hard. One of the books that I highly recommend for anyone who's interested in this topic is Childhood Disrupted, and it is How Your Biography Becomes Your Biology and How You Can Heal. It's a book by Donna Jackson Nakazawa, and she has just great examples of the first half of the book is all about aces and the second half of the book is all on resiliency. So, and how you can heal. It's a very powerful, excellent resource. Yeah. This kind of go, this sounds like a lot of conversations I've heard you have just with other people of how trauma can even be in the womb, how those effects, those things that happen a while ago, even though they seem like they're in the past, definitely have an effect today Mm -hmm. we've talked about epigenetics was the word that (laughs) came on um adrian was mentioning on one of the episodes um the idea of epigenetics being that it's not just trauma that begins in childhood it's actually what goes back to what happened in the womb how distressed the birth mother was and um the cortisol that was released through the placenta, through um, through the bloodstream that is impacting that forming baby, but even the environment that she's in and the generation before her, all of that kind of codes our genes through development where 
we're not just impacted by today. We're impacted by the kind of upbringing our parents had and what they had before them. And so that's where it's so important that these patterns can be repeated hmm. and so can healing. And so we can, we can kind of set a whole new trajectory if we um, focus on the healing and resiliency that can happen for ourselves and for our family and for future generations. Uh, something I just connected to just what I'm studying right now is um, one of the fallacies of communication is we just expect that the communication kind of starts and ends at the beginning of when we start talking when actually communication is also all your past experiences and all that stuff too. So it's interesting that even when we think that we have this clean slate of being born, <laughs> you still have a history of trauma. So that is really interesting. And how it sounds like from what you're sharing, Samuel, it's uh, how we make meaning of things, how mm -hmm. we hear it, how we understand it is based on all of our experiences before this one. Yes. And so everything is kind of linked and related and matters how we view things. In fact, in the resiliency questions that... Um, is in the book Childhood Disrupted. You can get the whole list of 14 questions that she has there. But some of, I found interesting that a resiliency factor is if you believe that life is what you make it. And if mm. you're independent and a go-getter, that gives you more resiliency. And that speaks to some of that, what meaning do we make about our circumstance? Do we realize that something for change or loss can actually be about gain and new opportunity. Mm. It's like, how do we frame it? How do we make meaning out of it? What do we um, surround ourselves with to support our healing and growth so that we can be resilient? That's really good. Yeah, Batman says, why do we fall so we can pick ourselves back up? <laughs> 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 I was going to do the Batman voice, but I didn't. So, yeah, let's talk about that resiliency. What are ways after we've talked about this a couple of times after being hit with this trauma? Now what? I think I first would say the opportunity to have a growing awareness, um, seeking, seeking that out. You know, we each have our own journeys. Some of us try to figure it out on our own and not just independently of that, but just maybe starting or saying this happened and I need to go after some learning. Um, but I really appreciate the opportunity of being aware and saying I can have access to something that's going to grow me. Um, I don't know about you, Julie, but sometimes it just feels like trauma really stunts our growth. You know, like caffeine is like, hey, it's going to stunt your growth. You know, maybe don't drink it too early. Um, but I think trauma can do that and can put us in places without us even realizing it. And so you had mentioned where it's like links and connection and saying with a new awareness I can put those things together that should be together or I can separate those things that should not be together to help me move through this situation. And movement is growth. 
Yeah, the idea that we could be stunted in our development is so important, I think, for us to understand that development happens across the lifespan. And when traumas hit and they're not able to be resolved at the time, they get stuck in our bodies. We don't fully kind of metabolize or make sense of that trauma. There are parts of us, we all have different um kind of inner chill inner children that we have like uh our four-year-old self our 12-year-old mm. self things that have happened to us where we can still be filtering things through that unresolved trauma and yeah. so we need to do the work of going back to grow back up and to to be able to learn from it grow from it heal from it see it through so that it doesn't keep triggering us all along the way I also think um kind of asking my own question but is it fair to say that finding purpose and gaining purpose opens doors for resiliency Absolutely. as well you know mm -hmm. just thinking about that hopelessness that piece of I've lost some purpose here I need some direction I'm going this way and I just I need rerouted um, I need to be rerouted. <laughs> um, and I don't know, just kind of asking that question of, is it fair to say that purpose is really going to build that resiliency as well? Absolutely. It makes me think of the work of Viktor Frankl mm. and the search for meaning and how he was um, part of the Nazi concentration camps and he lost his family and he decided the one thing he has control over is his perspective and how he views it, and that that actually kept him alive. <sighs> yeah, that's... Yeah, Mom, you were talking about how you don't get references, and then you just have really deep <laughs> references. <laughs> <laughs> it's powerful. It's I so powerful. Frankl's. Yeah, but just if, if we can find the meaning in it, if we can make sense of it and untangle it and find what connections and links and meaning it has for us, that gives us uh, strength and power to work it through. There's an article in mindbodygreen.com that talked about what helps combat the negative effects of childhood trauma. I loved the timing of this. It just saw it this week that was posted while I was reflecting on uh, the ACEs study and all the work that we've been trying to unpack and put words to about trauma and what is trauma. And it was awesome to read in that, that as bad as ACEs may be, the absence of positive childhood experiences and relationships may actually be more detrimental to lifelong health. So we need to focus on increasing the positive. And they list in that article eight different things that help to create positive childhood experiences. So if you are a parent and you have a child, you can reflect on some of these with us. Mm -hmm. If you're a teacher, you've got a classroom of students, think of how important these things are instead of pressing and giving more pressure for grades and uh, outcomes on exams. Yeah, just before we start this list, something that I think is interesting from the article is it's not just parental support that matters. So if you're a teacher, a friend, um, a neighbor, or some other uh, caregiver, mm -hmm. then this list is primed for you. <laughs> yeah, and also things in our adulthood that we need to be looking for. They're not all going to be applicable, um, but it definitely speaks so much to relationship and people that matter and that sense of community. 
Yeah, and people that have been before us, thinking of mentors or been through also these same experiences but have done their work as well. I know that's what allows me to be able to do my work better. So eight things that help us to combat the negative effects of childhood trauma. Having good friends and neighbors. Having beliefs that provide comfort. Having a caregiver whom you feel safe with. Uh, Feeling comfortable with yourself. Having a predictable home routine like regular meals and bedtimes. Even liking school. Having teachers who care. And having opportunities to have fun yeah it sounds like from this list for me like don't tell kids like does school suck (laughs) (laughs) instead what's your favorite subject something like that this is a really interesting list this is definitely it seems achievable and small ways that you can kind of impact people it's community oriented it's well-rounded it spans more than just the like you were saying like it's not one focus. It's interesting. I just read last night about how um, someone was tired of the impact on education with so much pressure on grades and exams Mm. and performance and um, the need for funding to be for more um, academic achievement. And they went to a different location where the emphasis was on relationships Mm. and on mental health and mindfulness schools that are doing such incredible work to try Mm. to help grow human beings in their mental, emotional, relational side and not just the academic and the pressure. That does my heart good. I was thinking of something super quick, but you know, in, I'm not going to get the country right, but over in Europe, they have a lot of specific programs where, you know, they will walk two miles with their classes and just go outside and spend time and get, exercise and focus on nurturing the development of where these kids are at and up through high school you know these kids are going on walks and you know according to their levels just able to do what they can do but incorporating and seeing them for just being children instead of like a number or statistics so I thought that was really interesting I think that's interesting about schools just like a phrase that comes to mind is Like, if you give someone a fish, then you feed them for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, then you can feed them forever, the rest of their life. So it's interesting, too, that it feels like school a lot of time is just giving you fishes. Like, this is math. This is science. But you have no idea how to actually navigate anything. (laughs) You were just force-fed and then threw it back up. So Mm. it's really interesting, I think, these schools that focus on mental health or even schools that just focus on critical thinking or things where you're learning how to fish as opposed to just suck it up and take it all. Yeah, and social relationships, that's such a significant part of a kid's life. Of a human's life. (laughs) Yeah, but just to be with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. And we know that the aloneness of trauma, I I love the word detriment in this sense, just because it's really speaks to the gravity of the situation. Like it is detrimental. If we don't have that. Yeah. 
the positive childhood experiences are so much more impactful than the negative ones Mm -hmm. that I love the thought that we can get through anything if we don't have to go through it alone. And so I think that's really powerful for as much as we hear and fear trauma, we hear about the impact of PTSD. um, I love the concept of resiliency that we can focus on post-traumatic growth, that this experience can uh, grow us, change us, empower us, make us stronger for having gone through it. So what I really like about this article too, that it says, regardless of with the number of aces, if you have enough counter aces, then you can get past it. So it speaks directly to, um, you can get through whatever you need to, as long as you have the support that you need. And so this idea of if you take this ACE test that we post and you're like, crap, I have eight ACEs, it's saying something that the amount of support you have, you can get through those eight ACEs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The positive parts are just an essential part of your story. Yeah. I was just reflecting about uh, Charles Roberts' comment at the end of one of his episodes that he was talking about we can do better. Like we can be the safe people that others need, that we can um, do less comparing and criticizing of each other and do more listening and do more validating and understanding and coming alongside people who are hurting. And that is such an important piece of being resilient too, that we can have safe communities, that we can be supportive people. And how important that is when we talk about systemic change, and how to change the world, we get to heal trauma. We get to sit with people who are going through hard times and are in pain and they're not sure if they're gonna make it, but you get to be someone who sits with them and offers hope and healing and support and how crucial it is for those of you out there that are teachers, who are neighbors, who are working as the cashier at the grocery store or wherever you are in our community, in our society, that you are impacting others. You have such an opportunity to bring healing and hope to others just in the way that we interact with each other. Um, That allows all of us to walk this path of healing and growth and resiliency. Yeah. I just love the supportive surrounding nature of wherever Wherever I go today, I, I can be a part of something that supports another person's world. And I, as I begin to do that, knowing others will respond in another way and be able to extend and reach out to create and strengthen that systemic change that we're all want to talk about but actually want to live we get to be the light and be the hope and be the change in the world yeah yeah this last month has definitely had an impact on me it makes me think about how i can impact others kind of realizing that we're all this we've all been traumatized and creating these safe spaces these places of community um really has changed my day-to-day and how I looked at people. And even this discussion today um, has me looking at children differently. Okay, so we're going to kind of tie a bow on the trauma, and we'll, we'll definitely revisit in the future, I do not doubt. Um, 
But if you have any thoughts about trauma, all of us have faced it, and you want to reach out and create community with us, feel free to email us, email us at communityroots.pod at gmail.com. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook and Instagram uh, by searching communityroots.pod. And um, that's a way that we can really talk to each other and share some of these stories and build what we kind of envisioned Community Roots to be. Um, if you haven't rated us or reviewed us, please go to iTunes and check us out. We have this idea that we want to read these reviews out loud. So um, definitely um, post and rate us and Give we'll us be reading feedback. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So every episode we like to end with some thank yous. So I'm going to do a couple new thank yous instead of a repeated. But I wanted to thank, uh, well, some oldies but goodies too. My mom and Lisa <laughs> for showing up again <laughs> and Adrian Johnson. Um, I wanted to thank my partner, Connie Goodell-Newton, for listening. And uh, our friend Patty, who um, is the secretary where we record, I wanted to give her a shout-out as well to say that we're thinking about you. And I'm just so thankful for the people that are the safe spaces. Hmm. You know, that there's so much hurting and so much uh, hard places in the world. I'm just so thankful that there are people out there that care, that reach out, that listen. Well, we made it through another series. Um, We'll see you next week on Community Roots. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here.